R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio R E A audio. 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 What you do in your organization and how it came about? Well, thank you so much.、Um, it's definitely an honor to be on the show, and also I want to thank Lindsay for this introduction and just meeting you and having the opportunity to share what Shariah's Closet does, as well as the partnership with Reemployability. That has been、um, just really instrumental to our. Support system in our our bottom line every single day. I think at one point we had over eleven people from reemployability placed at our facility, and you know it's really、um, it provides an opportunity that some of these injured workers would not have had. You know they're coming from construction, they're coming from different backgrounds or fields that they've been working in. And to actually walk through the doors of Shariah's Closet, where we're providing no-cost emergency clothing, hygiene products, and the basic essentials, and having that ability to connect with another human being that may be suffering,、um, it's really humbling. And I've had many different conversations with the reemployability staff, and they're just. Humbled to be there, they're happy to be a part of Shariah's Closet and to have the opportunity to experience that that kindness, compassion, and love in action. You know,、um, we work with over ninety different social service agencies. Those agencies does an assessment on each individual client. So, basically, let's say the reentry population, the domestic violence.、Um, Program child protective service. Based on that assessment, the hierarchy of need. Let's say a client needs food, shelter, and clothing. Then we become the nine one one for that clothing. And clothing has such a, a significant impact on a person's self esteem,、um, the way that they're accepted or received in society. So if you're walking into the courthouse. For the first time, and all you have is jeans and a T-shirt. We at Shariah's Closet are able to provide that individual with the basic items that they will need for whatever circumstances that life may throw at them. So, if you lost everything that you had in a fire, a flood,、um, you're going to the courthouse, you're going to a job interview. We're here to customize seven to ten outfits, so weeks worth of clothes is provided at absolutely no cost, and the staff from Reemployability are able to customize that with intention, with dignity, and respect because every human being deserves that. And at Shariah's Closet, that's what we stand on, and that's what we represent. Really.、Um, 
care, putting care and, and compassion in a bag of hope. So each purple bag that we give out is a bag of hope. We hope that you stay warm through the winter. We hope that you go to school and you don't feel less than or you're not bullied. We hope that you get that job. We hope that you get your child back once you show up suited and booted in a nice uh, suit at the courthouse. So it's really giving um, each individual what they need at the time when they need it the most without going into a million and one question why you need your basic needs met. So Shamin, what made you create this organization? What's your backstory? My backstory, oh my gosh, I'm from a beautiful island in Jamaica. Um, I was born and raised uh, there. I came to America when I was about 15 and a half, 16 years old. And having been raised in an island where we, very rural part of Jamaica, where we took care of each other, like at an early age, whatever we grew on our farm, like my grandmother, we had potatoes, we had, you know, whatever we grew, she would send me with bags of potatoes to different house, houses in the community that I, that was within walking distance. And let's say the neighbor grew corn. So I'll be taking home corn. So it's, it's really a community that taking care of each other meant exactly just that. You know, if there was someone who lost a family member within that community, I would remember us going and hand washing their clothes and cleaning up their yard, raking and washing and cooking and just really helping that the whole community rallying around that family during their grieving process to help that healing and the vice versa. If there was something that happened within our family, the whole community, and that's just, um, that just became innate and it traveled with me wherever ended up in San Diego. And wherever I go in the world, that will always be a part of me um, because that was shown at an early age. Yeah, it was kind of you kind of grew up with it. And and so it became what it was that you were supposed to do in your lifestyle. Right. Absolutely. And I've had a childhood dream of really creating um, an organization that would provide for either the less fortunate or the just having a place of safety a, a place of non-judgment a place of just love kindness and compassion where anyone could go without having to say oh this happened to me and this is my whole story if you just need food i don't need to know why you don't have food i'm gonna feed you if you need clothes if you need underwear if you need a toothbrush you know right. it's just um life's basic needs there shouldn't be a whole lot of red tape to jump through to get those needs met. So how long has Shirai's Closet been in existence? And, and what made you go into that type of not-for-profit? And I got to ask, who's Shariah? <laughs> Shariah. Oh, my gosh. So I have two children. I mm-hmm. have a 23-year-old, Shamari. He's in the Air Force. He's been in the Air Force about three years, well, four years now. And um, Shariah is our 15-year-old. We started the nonprofit when she was five years old, and she was named by our son, Shamari, who named her. And um, the reason why it's called Shariah's Closet, um, 
very personal story for me is at five years old, Shariah became very ill and she was sick. You know, we almost lost her. And all I had was hope at that time. And hoping that she would wake up, hoping that she would breathe. You know, it's just, and I, I just really translate that to clothing and just wanting a chance to live or an opportunity, you know? So here, naming it after Shirai's closet, it's like, I got a second chance to be a mom again. And not only that, I have an opportunity to leave a legacy of hope, compassion, kindness, dignity, respect, and really a cultivate a community of really non-judgmental. We live in a world that is automatically so quick to judge people based on whatever reason. And sometimes we don't even give them a chance or even look them in the eyes to say hello. Mm -hmm. We automatically have a perception of who people are and that's so far from the truth sometimes. So yeah, um, you know, in 2013, after, you know, she came home and just reflecting on my journey coming to America and my experiences and the, the child going back to the childhood dream and then having a child um, that's really just so sickly. And I'm like, OK, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to allow fear to hold me back or am I going to jump in? and really live the life that cause a ripple effects and change in other people's lives in a positive way. And, and every interaction that I have, I really am very mindful and intentional in that because the way I treat people, this may be the last um, or, or the first time that someone has been kind to them. So it's really um, that that relational and hearing people, choosing to hear and see people and meeting them where they are. You know, if, if it's already hard enough trying to just survive every single day, but just imagine the person that has to walk through our doors and ask for underwear and menstrual products or just basic you know, toothbrush and toothpaste. It happens every single day. And the way that we care, it does make a huge difference. You mentioned not judging people. Um, and and that's, you know, a big thing that comes in in our industry when an injured, when, when an employee gets injured and um, they, they can't do their normal job. Too many times we instantly think that it might not be as bad as they say that it is or that they're taking advantage of the system. And so there's a lot of judgment that takes place in our end of, of the world and, and things uh, that, that we deal with on a daily basis. And when we are able to utilize an organization like yours to get those injured workers back to work, uh, which is the intent of our program. Um, it's always so nice to have uh, 
an organization like like Shirai's Closet that embraces those people, understanding that in a lot of cases, they may not be super jazzed about going in and working at a not-for-profit. But you've told us some stories about some folks that you've kind of turned their mind over onto, you know, the benefits of volunteering and, and, and being able to give back to the community. So can you tell us a little bit about how you deal with uh, the injured workers that our program gives you as, as volunteers and, and how they're able to help and, and if you've been able to transform any of their, any of their opinions or attitudes? Oh, yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. So, um, we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but depending on how you serve the tea, I think it's it's easy to swallow. So walking into Shariah's closet, first they get an orientation. So the orientation really explains, well, even back it up a little bit. Prior to that, we asked that all participants watch a, a video, which is a tes- testimonial of that highlights the clients that we serve and some of the organizations that we work with, as well as a virtual tour. So prior to even walking in the door, you're visualizing the space, you're hearing the stories of the clients and the recipients that you'll be working with. And once you get in, um, you're greeted by one of our friendly staff that will take you on a personal tour, explain the program, the processes, and also um, really sharing the work that's being done, the labor of love that's poured into our recipients. Some of the reemployability staff will say, oh no, this is not for me. And we respect them and we, okay, we let them know, okay, you have other choices or other organizations that you can go and work at that you're gonna be happy. Because one thing for me, if you're going to come into an organization with the wrong attitude, it's hard to make that attitude right. Because if you're not going to want to fold clothes, organize stuff, or serve, if you're not a people person, then it's hard to make that. But those that are open, open-minded, open-hearted, and they get to see the impact, they give us a chance and they get to see the impact of their daily contribution Wow. I've had staff from the reemployability in tears, just blown away by the work that we do and just so grateful to be there. I've had staff that say, hey, are you hiring? Like once I'm done with my, um, my, all my injuries and everything, can I come back? Can I come back and volunteer? Um, it's, it's really transformative when you're able to hand someone a bag of essentials that they need and no cost is associated with that. There's something that really touches the heart of of people and it just brings that human connection. You know, we, we're, we're so caught up in like just fast paced, you know, computers and so we lose that um connectivity with with humans and we're boots on the ground every single day Mm -hmm. um and and being boots on the ground and having those employees there to be able to to connect with another human being and relate like oh my gosh this is amazing what what is happening and i i get excited to come here i can't wait to come back i love it here 
I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah. And I'm I'm really honored and grateful for the collaboration and the partnership because the reemployability staff has helped us tremendously. The work ethics and the joy. I, I just got a new placement last week. I think he's been there about three weeks. And yesterday I had to call him and just say, Hey, your attitude, your enthusiasm, your your energy. I just want you to know that I appreciate you going above and beyond. And he was just so happy to receive that phone call, but just recognizing people. And that also helps in their healing journey as well, because you're feeling, you know, potentially just like less than I can't perform as I used to at my old job. But here I'm being appreciated and acknowledged and Really, I I do have to take more breaks depending on their injuries and their restrictions, but you're also seen and recognized for your contribution. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's almost cliche now and that's too bad, but you always hear it's better to give than receive. And I don't think a, enough people really sit back and think about what that really means. Um, obviously, you were brought up that way and that's why Shariah's Closet exists and now to have the opportunity to have injured workers go in and and really step back and and you're right that helps their healing process because um just the act of giving of themselves um it it helps your emotional well-being it helps your physical well-being um it's just good for you all around so um we appreciate your partnership and and thank you for for working with our folks and uh, thank you for what you do in the San Diego area you know, I, I often think about there's so many not-for-profit organizations out there and it, it's, it would be so much easier for some people sometimes to say, well, I'm just going to give all of my time to this organization or I'm going to give my time to multiple organizations. But for you to stand back and say, I'm going to start my own organization. You said, you, you mentioned earlier, and I love that about um, overcoming your fear and just kind of doing it. If anybody's interested in starting their own organization, whether it's like Shariah's Closet or, or whatever not-for-profit or, or activity that they feel is needed in their, in, their, um, in their neighborhood, any bits of advice for somebody that's like, you know what, I want to do something good for the community that I live in. How do you start a not-for-profit? Well, you have to start with that drive and that passion and have a purpose, you know, um, Many people might say, oh, I want to do not even just a non-profit, but for-profit business, but not having a, a plan, an outline of what you want that to be and what the impacts of, you know, the fruits of your labor and the investment that you're putting in. At the end of your time, what do you want to leave behind? Do you want to just be remembered to say, hey, I did good, or you made a difference? You really, truly made a difference, and you were committed and dedicated when times got hard, when things seemed just so dark, and just just having that, that drive and that passion not to give up on whatever dream that it is, you know, um, taking those extra classes and listening to the podcast, listen, you know, things that will help you to 
be a better version of yourself every single day. You're always learning, always growing, willing to improve um, different communication styles because uh, you, you're going to navigate challenging people, challenging behaviors. There's so much that's going to come at you, but are you equipped for the journey ahead? I was looking at your website. Um, the first, the picture on the cover on the front, it, I imagine that's your daughter, Shariah. That is my daughter. Yeah, that's a great picture. Um, Shariahscloset.org. It's S H A R I A S closet.org um, for all the information that you want. And I'll put the, a link in the show notes if anybody wants to get more information on the organization. Um, what do you need right now? Like, what's your wish list? I imagine you don't have to just live in the San Diego area to help out if you're inspired um, by what Shameen was talking about today and what she's been doing. Um, you can go to that website, but what is it in particular that would make your day awesome today? Um, my day. If we got a space, we're looking for a forever home in the San Diego area. We have three locations right now. Um, and we're looking for a forever home that would be like our public station where it everyone and anyone could come. It's not just for women, it's not for men, it's for everybody. An inclusive space, five to 10,000 square feet, um, partially donated, uh, that would be fantastic, where we could have like private schools, organizations to come and really be a part of, be rooted in the community where it's a platform and a space that if you wanted to do, you know, a service project or a service day, you wanted to bring your, your team from, you know, Florida, Chicago and say, you know what, I want to go back and give back, give of your time and having the space to do that and where we, we, we could connect uh, not only young students, but employers with real people that are actually going through struggles every day. I think that would be transformative. That's number one. Number two, any financial assistance, uh, it, it doesn't matter the dollar amount, just a consistent flow because we don't sell anything that we receive, but just to cover the overhead expenses and operational costs. Um, you know, there's a com competition with nonprofits and getting grants. You know, it's just constant struggle of just finding financial means to sustain. Um, we've been thriving for 10 years. I want us to keep going for the next 50, 60 years. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I really believe this work is vital to our community and really um, helping people get back on their feet and transition. And then if you have families and friends that would love to volunteer or share on your social media, you know, share like us, you know, maybe someone might see Shariah's Closet and want to do a Shariah's Closet in their community. How can I help? You know, it's not only just for San Diego, everyone across the world needs a Shariah's Closet. Mm -hmm. Well, Shamin, I so appreciate you taking time out of your day after explaining everything that you do in three locations and, and all the, the, all the organizations that you serve. You're a busy lady, and I appreciate you taking a few minutes to to chat with us, and hopefully we can get um, some interested folks on your website to to provide some of those things. And and we certainly appreciate your partnership with Reemployability, and um, definitely want it to continue as long as you'll have us. So thank you so much for everything. 
it's a great partnership. I'm honored for it. I look forward for us to keep to keeping that going for years and years to come. And hopefully we'll get more and more staff every every day. I mean, it's great. Just awesome having you guys. And then uh, once you guys check out our website, we do have a Sunny Days Ahead um, fundraising campaign that's happening right now. So anyone can help us with that. Thank you for your time and thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. Now we need you to help us out. If you know someone whose story should be told, please let us know. Email Todd at reemployability.com. That email address link will be in the show notes as well. We'd love to have you follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listentorea.com. Remember, lead with the good and have a great rest of your week.